Brad Hort talks sci-fi and magicians. Welcome back to Phil Ring, folks. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another Pure Fandom Podcast of Brad and Court Talk. I'm Brad. And I'm Court. Welcome back, Florians. It's been a while. It's been a very long time. I looked, and the last time we worked on this was in April. Wow. <sighs> that was yeah. a... Yeah. That's, it's been a long, long time since this show was out. But I'm so happy it's back. Oh, me too. It's one of my favorites for sure. Like they are always so inventive. Yeah, so many, so many questions. Just all sorts of questions. (laughs) Anyhow, Um, before we jump into those questions, just remind everybody check us out over at purefandom.com. You can find our full playlist of recaps and interviews over there and at soundcloud.com as well. Also, be sure to check out some of the other great writers over there at Pure Fandom. If there's a show or movie you love, someone over there is writing something amazing about it. And Court, how can the good people reach us? Well, you can find me on Twitter at JenDev. He's Brad ZB. Also, be sure to follow at Pure Fandom as well. Just keep up to date on the latest articles that have been posted. You can also check out Pure Fandom on Facebook. And Brad, do you know what else is on Facebook? Out on Facebook, there's a thing about witness protection people. No, not really, because okay. that would totally knock out the whole that would be bad. thing that would yeah that would probably not. <laughs> their handlers would be in a lot of trouble yeah maybe things about people who uh how to change your identity i don't know something ah. like that yeah there's something out there everywhere um also besides that we have a couple of different facebook groups we have our brad and court talk peer fan and facebook group where we talk about anything and everything um we may post a um was it a discussion thread for this? Uh-huh. Do you want to do that every week? Sure, we right, can do we'll that. do that. I'll I'll be live tweeting. Of course, the show now airs on Wednesdays. I believe it's been on Thursdays for a while and Fridays. Right. We're on Wednesdays now at nine, um, eight central. Awesome. And if you are a lover of Van Helsing, we also have a very lively Van Helsing Facebook group as well. Just uh, check that out over there. It's Van Helsing Pure Fandom Facebook group. We have a lot of cool artists. Sometimes some of the cast members will drop by and they'll drop some cool information or just you know, comment and like everybody just and loving on the show and loving on each other. It's, it's, a, it's awesome. Yep. And we also have our 200th episode coming up, I think, after this one. We do. Yeah. It was it was fun. It was really oh my god. It's, it's like we're not going to tell you what it was. No. If you've been listening to this for a while, you'll know what we covered. And it's a watch along too, so it's like a commentary thing. So tune in. It is. Out. So say we all absolutely. <laughs> oh, so say we all, Brad. <laughs> Spoiler. Okay, what was this episode about? Uh, this episode was 401 because it's season four, Brad. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, a flock of lost birds. I wonder who those birds are. It was written by Sarah Gamble, directed by Chris Fisher. Our fave magicians are back and so is magic. Problem? They have no idea who they are since the Dean has them under one hell of a witness protection spell. And magic is back, but it's controlled by their sneaky ass librarians. I'm telling you, man. I, we started off this episode with like, okay, cool. We got a new character in here. Who's this Kimber? She's kind of cool. Yeah. It was like, we saw that whole thing. Like it took us back to season one where Quentin first got his invitation to break bowls and then he ended up on campus and ended up taking that test. And we're like, Oh, this is really cool. This is a new person where our old people will get new blood too. This is interesting. Right. And then we saw what Dean saw. Well, we got a hint at what Dean saw. And at first, you know, he's looking through the glass and it like cracks and I'm like, hold on. Was that Julia? Question mark. That was Julia. 
Yeah. I was like, is that Julia? Is she sneaking in? Does she know who she is? And she's trying to learn magic again. What's going on? It's like, nope. And how did the invitation? Well, he sent out the invitation to get her in there because remember he had kicked right. her out of break bills to start with. I, I don't, I don't think he knew who she was. I don't think he knew who any of our magicians were that, or I don't know that he sent out the, the invitations because he, he was so surprised to see her. Okay, I could see that, but like, I think I think Julia is always just fated to end up at break balls, no matter who or what she is or what the situation is, regardless of what timeline she is from. Exactly, and that was the kind of the thing too, because they have the new test that they're doing, uh, because magic is limited by the library, because you know they're jerks, and she is failing everything. Just yes, and I think the reason she's failing everything is because of her whole godhood she had last year, and it sapped everything when she like broke the spell at the end of the episode, right? For the finale, yeah, and yeah, I was just glad to see her back there. It was really interesting, um, absolutely. Did we and fi- Todd and Todd, Todd's just doing his thing, Todd can't smoke, he's turned into kind of what did you say, like the new Josh almost. Oh, he's the new Josh, and I love it very much. <laughs> now, don't forget now, Todd took over the house when everybody went to Fillory. Yes, he did. And he was a party master there, so he's got his own thing going on. Yeah, and uh, he's not a fan of the librarians either. No, I don't think any of the magicians are a fan of the librarians because they take all the fun stuff. And, you know, you, yeah. can't, you can't refill your drinks when the magic's done. Yeah, they have a magic curfew. Yeah, how can you party? <laughs> I mean, seriously. You just got to make a whole bunch of it right before it shuts off. However, I have to say, one of the more amusing parts of my geekdom that I had was the librarians talking about what font to use when they send out a letter. <laughs> because I have this struggle as well sometimes. Like, well, you know, Times New Roman, I don't know. No, I don't know. Which font should I use? As long as it's never Comic Sans. No, you never use Comic Sans. <laughs> never. I did. I used to use Comic Sans, but no, I was in high school. Never used Comic and Sans. And I was like, ooh, this, this is cool. I To tell you how much of a font geek I am, I was doing some editing on a picture earlier this morning, trying to change those text arounds. I literally have mm-hmm. like 3,000 fonts. Are you serious? Yes, and I went to download another one just to get what I wanted. I have so many things. I I have issues. I know. I admit it. But speaking of issues, Alice is stuck in jail. and Yes, and she has her memory. Like, she's not in witness protection. No, which is interesting because... Yeah. Well, because she broke the deal with the library. Well, yeah, that's true. She did break the deal with the library, and Zelda's a little bit mad about that, but because also Alice is on a hunger strike, basically. She's starving herself. So Zelda brings in a tray of bacon. Burnt bacon. Yeah, well, you know, who could say no to bacon? True. And we also find out that Zelda was reading up on Alice's book right until the great blank spot. <laughs> That seemed very intrusive. It did, which I love Alice's uh, rebuttal on that, you know, asking how the sex was and everything. But this also <laughs> brings up this question that I had that really wasn't answered. So she read up until the great blank spot. Does that mean the books ended there? Um, I think that was just while magic was gone. I think it started again. Yeah, they've started again. So I like just, whatever's happening now, 
but not for our magicians because they're hidden okay. by that spell. Well, I wasn't really sure if the books started back up again or not. You know, she, she, they have because I would think she'd be able to read up to now to figure out where she's at. But okay, so the, who, everybody else's books, all of our other guys, have just kind of died off. Yeah, because like they're technically hidden by the dean's spell. And we know about the Dean Spell, how he changed the looks of everybody. And Penny looks like a crazy hippie, but he's actually a DJ. He's an awesome DJ. Yes, he is. Very popular with the ladies. DJ Hansel. (laughs) Yeah. I like it. It's good. Me me too. Yeah. And did you think about what did you think about Katie when we first saw her and figured out oh that she God. was getting busted for drugs? That's kind of where I was at, right? I was I was so excited because we saw this at the end of the last season and we saw where everybody kind of ended up and we saw that Katie and it was getting arrested and we I was like, oh come on, Katie is still getting in trouble. Come on, but no, she's she was an undercover cop and with her own comic book. Yeah, and she. <laughs> Cannot let go of the fact that the one guy is released again who was in the bust. Because she's a hard-nosed detective, man. Right. She's, you know, it's a hard streets of uh, Katie uh, Katie DeCop there. And she goes chasing <laughs> him down and finds out that he ran into a shop and then disappeared. She can't find him anywhere. And we see the owner with a little hedge witch symbol on there. Yeah, and the, the store itself had a hedge, which then was simple right. as well when she first went in, but she didn't realize what it was. I know, and she's looking into all this stuff, uh, into the hedges and stuff like that. And it, I, was, I was excited because we know hedge magic is still out there being used. Yes, yes. Which is really weird because ha- if the library is regulating magic... Where are the hedges getting the magic from? Is it just, you know... But they were always able to siphon it off of whatever's been there with their spells. Okay. Well, I was a little confused. Like, our, our magicians, like the magicians learning in school, remember, they weren't taught hedge witchery. Right. Or hedge magic. Like, they're taught whatever they're getting at Brickville's. Okay. So, yeah, it just took me back a little bit on that one because I was like, hold on. We're... Okay. And we did find out with Katie last year that magic still existed. So it just kind of, you know, after they turned everything back on. So I guess that came out a little bit. Or what do you think? Do you think the the they're siphoning off the magic the librarians came out of? Or was that part of Katie being able to do magic that the hedges can get it also? You mean Julia? Julia, yeah. No, yeah, Julia's was completely different because she had that seed of godhood. But do you think her seat of godhood is what brought back some of the magic for the hedges? No, I, I think it's like the the fact that magic still exists, and yes, the library has it, it has it clamped down. But the hedge, which is there, able to like kind of get in and siphon off of some of what's been flowing already. Okay. Like I don't think they can conjure up new magic. It's whatever magic has always existed. Why well, didn't like they, they're just tapping into whatever that is? I didn't mean they. Conjured. And when it's not flowing, like they they can't do anything with it. And of course, they have the the objects that are infused with magic that they can use. Well, I didn't mean they they conjured up their own magic. What I meant was like did did Julia release some magic? That the hedges could use. That's no, kind of I don't. Doing. I don't think so. Okay. Um, like all of Julia's magic went into that spell at the end of last season when they were trying to get that last key. Right. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And this is where we actually find out we that 
she has one of the hedges following him who's trying to figure out who she is doing that little, you know, finger thing. And right. Cause he, 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 he saw her following him initially and then some weird crap started to happen to him and he had to get that protection um, amulet. Yeah. He got, he got knocked down. <laughs> Cause he, he figured out about the, the protection spell that she's under. Yeah. The world started attacking and yeah. <laughs> so, when he when she confronts him, he she takes his little you know medallion that he has, and yeah. this is where you learn that if you're not wearing your protection, you do not run out in front of trucks because they will hit you. Yeah, yeah, don't do that. That's not a good idea, Cor- especially if you're talking about like what's going on. And it didn't kill you. It didn't kill him because he's still alive. <laughs> he's just not feeling very good at the moment. Not at all. And then we get over to High King Margot. What was her also name? known as Janet. Janet, who uh, gets a mysterious calling from somebody out there. And I'm like, I recognize that voice. Could it be? And she's in the castle and it's Ember. Hi, Ember. Oh, God. <laughs> I still love Margot. She's just, yeah. Are those horns or am I in a Jeff Goldblum's house right now? (laughs) What did you take? (laughs) Uh, uh, It's so good to see him. And he's surrounded by kittens. Of course he is because, well, he's Ember. He's uh, a... All right. um, mm -hmm. So this vision that she has, like, that she gets pulled into, like, this is not really our Ember. Like, he had some spell that was triggered by whatever craziness that it's going on. He said something about a zombie apocalypse. Right. He had a whole bunch of <laughs> things back there in case any of this happens. It was the whole zombie. I don't know how they're going to do it, but whatever. You need to fix it. <laughs> Just his whole, it's, it's the. It, it Ember, felt very Princess Leia. Yeah. The Ember alert You're- system. So, yeah. yeah, like you're our only hope, King Margo. Yeah. He's like, why do you keep calling me king? Yes, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, and it's, you know, I just, I love the fact that Margo, even without her memory, is still not taking nothing from anybody. She's just smack talking yeah. Amber right on back. Yeah, it's like the... the like who they are at the core stay the same. Like Katie is still our fighter and Margot is still high king. Like she doesn't take crap from anybody. And she's got that snap to her. I love it. And Josh is still Josh. Yeah. <laughs> Josh is a sweetheart. Right. Uh, and uh, mm-hmm. he hasn't smoked anything recently. I don't think. No, I mean, he hasn't really been doing anything. He's kind of there. Yeah. It's almost like, uh, Penny kind of fell into that realm with his whole DJ hippie thing that he's doing. Uh, he's having fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> so Margo is having fairy eye issues as well, which is why she has her patch on. She's seeing All right, and so did that, does that start after she gets to the visitation by Ember or do you, you think it's been going on? No, that started after she get well, uh, I did. It started right before she had a visitation. No, it started after the visitation for Ember. Hold on, I jump yeah. back there and think about it for a second. But yeah, after that, because she's kind of been awoken, and that's where her fairy eye. Because she's talking about she's seeing colors and things and weird and everything right. that the fairy eye could see. 
Because remember, that's the fairy's she... eye that she got last year. Yes. And so would you, what does the doctor prescribe her with? An eye patch, which she immediately puts a little pin on because, you know, fashionable. Of course. <laughs> and right after this is when she meets up with Katie, who brings in the graphic novel. But, you know, when they talk about anything that's going on, everything tends to explode. Yeah, that's a bad idea. Like, find safety first. Yeah. Tell us about this graphic novel, Brad. Okay. So this graphic novel has all the information that they need in their life and tells them about everything. And it was penned by uh, James Tiberius R. Martin, which may or may (laughs) not be a pen name. Oh, I would love it if that's somebody's real name. It would be great. That's awesome. Yes, that would be great. Um. Yeah. When I get my new dog, I'm naming it Tiberius. Tiberius. Actually, no, <laughs> uh, I do know somebody who who is a writer who has a dog named Tiberius. Okay. It's very I love cool. It. It's, yeah, it's, it's a good name. I know. Tiber- it'll be Tiberius Pike. Tiberius Pike. <laughs> Janeway. Okay. They're Tiberius Pike Janeway. Um, <laughs> I know. Uh, Tiberius Adama. <laughs> oh, so say we all. <laughs> I'm just going with Ragnar, Ragnar Wolfbark. There's my dog. Um, All right, so back to magicians. I mean, we were. Go ahead. Um, We find out in the in the comic book that it has detailed lives about everybody and what they've done. Yeah, their entire backstory. Yeah, their entire backstory and about the sugar glider, you know, and all that fun stuff. And this is kind of when they start searching for everybody else. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, we find out more about DJ Hansel and they get Josh and we find out Nigel, the son of a British Lord, is missing. Elliot. That would totally be Elliot. Elliot. And <laughs> I forgot. What was uh, Quentin's name? Oh, I don't I, I don't forgot which one that was. was. Yeah, there's two um, new but names. But he was an architect. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so he's missing. And... We also have, uh, as they're all in the meetup in the office there for at Hip Bone, you know, <laughs> Marga's publishing office, uh, Marina shows up. I was yes, so would. happy to see Marina show up. It was very cool because, you know, she's been dead a few times, <laughs> which is uh, all that. And I love the fact that Josh asked her if she's a white witch, and she's like, uh, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, yeah, um, that's me. <laughs> right there. She's, she's the white witch. She's going to help you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and she is doing a little spell there. Yeah, so she takes them back to her apartment, though, because that, they, that has like a lot of bells and whistles, because she can tell they have that heavy, heavy protection spell going right. on, mm-hmm. and she wants to be able to break into it without being killed, basically. Right. And you know, that's where she puts up her barriers and everything else, so she can cast her spell and go to town and try to find out more about them. So before she even starts, do you think she suspects who they are? I'm not sure she, if she she's does. trying to peek into that spell now. Because it, it's so not, not not until she starts to kind of see them through the that looking glass thing she has. Right. I think that's when she starts to figure it out a little bit. But it's 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 a weird thing. Is like because you even if she doesn't know who they are, it's like it's the same group of people. You're kind of <laughs> they're the same. They're just in different faces. But I guess I don't know. 
Yeah. And you'd think she would, well, I don't know. Katie is a little bit different than she was before. So, I mean, they were kind of close when they were doing their thing. I, maybe she's not worried about it. Maybe she has a different thing going on. Maybe when power was turned on, things are a little bit different. Maybe she's a different timeline mm-hmm. one. I, I have no idea. But as she's doing her little spell there, uh, they all get knocked out. And um, Ember calls back Margot. Yeah, because she's not doing what he wants her to do. Yeah, and then she, she's like, I'm not even in Fillory. It's a make-believe <laughs> place. And he goes, oh, okay. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> and psh, next thing you know, she wakes up in Fillory. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And this is after every everything went crazy back at Marina's apartment because right. she peeked into that spell too yeah. hard. Yeah, it's a little, it's the world tries to kill you if you look into it. And that's yeah. when we find out that, you know, Dean Fogg is the one who did the spell. We've previously in the episode, we find out Dean, Dean Fogg is the one who did the spell, and he said, you know, eventually this spell will fail. Yeah, and then the library and the order will try to kill our magicians, and we know the order is being run by Irene mm-hmm. from last season, right? Irene McAllister. First, she went after the fairies, and now she's trying to steal magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a whole lot of stuff going on with them. And in the library, Alice is in prison, and she has a cellmate next to her who is <laughs> no one else but Santa Claus. I was like, the real Santa Claus? But don't call him St. Nicholas. Right. Just call him Nick. Yeah, just call him Nick. And so old Nick there gives Alice a little pep talk and says, you know, I tried to kill myself here when I got here also with my tray. And yeah, don't actually, you know, he kind of just basically tells her how to kill herself, which she does. Well, she works on it. She had a plan. And I was kind of interested why the library was interested in keeping Alice alive, but she did break the contract with the order. So that's kind of why. And Zelda wants her to go far. Yeah, so Zelda has a plan for her. Right. Now, I was really confused why she got the bug. Plus the fact that you think the library would have like an anti-bug spell, but that's a different thing. Well, yeah. Like I felt like the bug was going to be something like the deal with the rabbits Mm -hmm. where they could be some kind of communication tool. So I figured maybe she was trying to kind of try to communicate with someone or use the bug in some other way. Right. I forgot about the rabbits. I I don't know. I forgot about the rabbits there for a moment. Hey. Penny's dead. (laughs) (laughs) There's all the rabbits with the gruff boys and smoking 18 packs of cigarettes a day. Hey. Hey. Queen Margot calls you. Um, So she put the bug in her mouth, which is really interesting because. Yeah, she had a whole conversation. Yeah. And you know how long of a pain it would be to keep a live beetle in your mouth for a long time? Okay. I'm going to give you all a challenge. Go out, find a live beetle, Don't do that. stick it in don't your mouth, that. and no? Don't do it. Okay, fine. No. Don't listen to him, guys. Please don't do that and go on YouTube. And <laughs> don't do that. It's protein. It's fine. You can eat beetles. It's not like you're... Oh, God. You know, they, they, they might choke. They, uh, it's just crawling no. around in your mouth there, all over I'll, your tongue. Uh, I'm wondering oh, to my God. No, you, stop. Are you having stop. I'm okay. very visual. Stop. Just stop. <laughs> okay. So you're gonna make me gag. Stop. Okay, I will Go. stop. I will keep going. Anyhow, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, 
So, yeah, we don't know what she's going to do with this bug until, I don't know. I guess we're going to have to find out later. She has it. She didn't kill herself. She, you know, told uh, St. Nick there she had a plan. So she wasn't actually trying to do that. Right. So Julia goes in to talk to the dean. And she mentions how she graduated Harvard on her 19th birthday. And, you know, Dean Fogg's like, yeah, who didn't? Um, I didn't graduate Harvard on my 19th birthday. How about you? <laughs> I didn't. No? Okay. No. Our, our, our Kimber Julia is very smart. Yes, but she can't learn any spells. And she's like, even all the other people here are calling me a squip. So basically we know that a squip is a muggle for you. <laughs> for you Potter people out there, which is kind of cool. I was like, yeah, it's quite muggle. Okay, cool. I love it. It's great. I like it. It's good. This is a kind of where we know that, yeah, the Dean knows it is Julia because he did the spell. And yeah, like he, he did that spell. He was able to see her and we find out why he's letting her stay, even though she appears to have no magic at all. Um, He tells her that he sent someone else away who was just like her, AKA it was Julia. Right. And um, she got into some trouble and she got hurt and he doesn't want to see that happen again. He wants to make it up. So like it was, it was interesting to see that the, the Dean feeling guilt for what happened to Mark and yeah, for what happened to Julia way right. before, right. like in Alaska round or not even Alaska round, like two seasons ago. It's been a lot of go around. So, you know, yeah. these people have oh, multiple timelines going on. It's kind of weird. Yes, this is true. All right, so towards the end of the episode, we finally find out what has happened to our Lord Nigel, a.k.a. Elliot, a.k.a. whatever beast they had hidden away in that castle. Um, He likes to play, and by play, it means to eviscerate. And we have our our Quentin, who's just there being himself under his new identity. Mm -hmm. And like he's freaked out, as he should be. Oh, yeah, it's a very good thing to be freaked out about. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. So, like, they're just going to go play, and they're they're looking for something. We don't know quite what right. yet. Yeah, it's just the monster. Remember, this is a guy who took over Elliot, well, took over the night. That whole thing that happened in the last, in the last season, we, we never got the name of the person. It was just the monster. Right. It was the monster in the castle. So they had to get the, the last key which was in that castle, which would allow them to turn the power back on. But they like, they weren't sure that they should even go into the castle because of what's been locked into the castle, which is now an Elliot. Right. I, Where is my Elliot? Yeah. I, I think he's out there. He better be out there he's, or Margo is going to be pissed. He's, he's somewhere. Okay. So I hope we find out more in the next episode. We will find out. Do you have anything else on this one? Um, that's all I have for this one. I know at the end of the episode, uh, because uh, Alice's attempted suicide, they did post up the suicide prevention lifeline mm-hmm. information. So I'm just going to give it here. Uh, it's 1-800-273-8255. It says, if you are in emotional distress or suicidal crisis, you are not alone. Call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at, again, 1-800-273-8255 to speak with a trained counselor. It's free, confidential, and available 24-7. Yes. So if you need to talk to somebody, just go ahead and give them a call. Somebody's there. Right. Somebody's always there. Yes. Yeah, somebody is always there. Just pick up the phone, give them a call. Yeah. All right. So yeah, that's all we had for this episode. Um, this season is going to be like, 
every every season they come back with something crazy. Like they always have some weird, cool approach to things. And now we have our characters with new identities. I love so it. like it's gonna be interesting. Oh, did you see um Irene? Irene is running for some like Congress position or something, which fits her completely. Oh no, I missed that. Hmm. Yeah, it was at, it was at the very beginning of the episode when Kimber was walking by a newspaper. I, I may have paused it and um like scrolls in because I was like, wait a minute, isn't she dead? And for some reason, I thought she died uh, with the ferry incident last year. I thought she did too, but you know how, like we said, timelines are weird. Well, yeah, no, and she didn't because she was part of the order and she showed up with the librarians at the end of last season's uh, finale. So, yeah. All right. Well, she just keeps on coming. Yeah, she just <laughs> keeps on coming back. Well, if you aren't there already, head on over to purefandom.com. Check out some of the other killer articles posted there. You can find out some of our older podcasts for Van Helsing, uh, Krypton, 12 Monkeys, Winona Earp, um, Siren. Siren. Yeah, Siren, which is actually coming back this week. We're getting ready to talk about that here next, too. A whole bunch of stuff. And there are also a lot of awesome writers over there putting out some amazing work. Yep. And uh, like Spread said, be sure to check out the website, Pure Fandom. You can also find it on Facebook. You can find us on Facebook. If you have any comments or thoughts on the episode or the season that's coming, make sure you contact us on Twitter or Facebook, or you can email us at bradandcourttalk at gmail.com. Well, until next time. So until next time, make sure you go and visit the library. There might be a comic book or graphic novel with your life story in there. Or is it your life? That's it for this episode. Head on over to purefandom.com for more awesome content.